welcome to the Comic Anvil episode 46. Joining me this week is Kyle. Hello. And Anthony. Yo. Before, I should have said before that, I am not Eric. <laughs> uh, I'm Earl, who runs the pseudo site. Eric is on vacation this week, so I figured I'd take over hosting duties because I wanted to do a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Arrow cast since both of these shows ended their seasons this past week in North America. I don't know. What is this era like in Europe? Um, I think, I don't know what Arrow is up to over here, but I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has two episodes left. Episode 20 was aired yesterday. Because they, um, they held it back until about, I think it was like near the end of April, so there wasn't any gaps, because in America there was some repeats after it came back after the mid-season break, I think. So... They held it back a bit over here, so we didn't have to put up with like the breaks and stuff in the schedule. So we got all the episodes without any breaks. We just, we're just like three, uh, two or three weeks behind. Cause, yeah, because as much as I like shit on, sorry, I'm watching TV. As much as I shit on your American schedule, Arrow does, did that as well, where Arrow didn't come back for weeks after the fact, even when it came back in January, because then you had the one the break for the Olympics. But yeah. Arrow, I'm pretty sh- Arrow is the last episode that airs next week. I think. Okay. Yeah, Streets of Fire was on this week. Yeah, huh. interesting. Arrow, I, I we'll get back to Arrow real quick. I'm curious about Agents of Shield though, because you folks got Captain America or Winter Soldier before we did. Yeah. So how does that? Well, w- it it can't. I think I think with the way the show works, I think it helped more if you saw Captain America before Agents of Shield. I think the scheduling actually worked out quite well because that like I. I, I noticed, like, the cap was coming... I heard, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. was signing to cap, and I noticed, like, the, the release date of cap, and when S.H.I.E.L.D. was coming back, and I was like, oh, it might not make sense. But I think when cap fell in, like, the end of April, and I think S.H.I.E.L.D. I think S.H.I.E.L.D. actually came back around the time Captain America came out, and then there was, like, about four episodes before the time of Captain America. So it gave gave the chance of the majority of people to see Captain America, like, for, for those that, like, were actually that interested in seeing the whole tie-in and the whole payoff stuff in the TV show, and I, I imagine that was a very small percentage of the audience. But I, I, I was in that small percentage, so... Okay, yeah. I was yeah. just curious about that, because with us, it was the episode... Basically, the, the episode that the, everything kind of changes because of Captain America aired the week after it came out. And then the episode yeah. before. So, like, for people, there was, like, the theory is, and it makes sense, it's like the two episodes kind of run concurrent with the Winter Soldier. So it yeah. made more sense to kind of see them in close proximity than it is. Like, I know it's going to happen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now because I've seen Cap, so you're just waiting for them to catch up to that point, which is kind of odd. Mm, well... But don't you think as well, though, with that, with, as far as our, let's say our um, airing is concerned, I don't, I don't know the ratings or anything, but that break as well, you know, when you're waiting for it, people might be aware or not that there was going to be a tie-in, which, you know, apparently was better than the Thor one, which, what was that? Just, yeah, oh, it was actually. We're going here. Yeah. Oh, and this also happened, seemed to happen in Thor, whatever. But it's like wait, having to wait weeks for the actual tie-in because as far as you're con- as far as say you didn't know that it was going to be a tie-in as far as you're concerned it's oh shield don't exist anymore okay so i'm watching the show where shield don't exist anymore that's 
weird. And by then, what was it, like two or three weeks later, then they might have gone, you know what, I can't be bothered watching it. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of like the O theory with event comics and tie-ins. It's like if the tie-in comes out before the event's wrapped up, or you know, so it's, you have yeah, to time it perfectly because it's weird if there's like a huge gap or a disconnect. Like you said, like Agents of Shield. If you're in Europe, still pretending that Shield existed, even though you know ultimately that Shield gets dissolved at the end of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Well, I. I, I I was wondering how that was going to play off in the TV show, actually, because I thought they were going to address most of that stuff in, like, Season 2, and that was going to be a lot of the Season 2 stuff, since they're not technically Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. So, you know, like, how is that going to affect the team and the characters and all, all that stuff? I thought they were going to set up Season 2, but then it was like, no, it's, like, going to be the, like, the last five episodes of Season 1, so... Yeah, and it, I mean, it does kind of tie in because I guess somewhat lucky for them, there is no movie with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, so they get to explore that throughout the entire second season because uh, Age of Ultron comes out at the end of Season 2 here. Ah, ooh. Well, so hope- no, doubt, no doubt something will happen that will tie in some way to Age of Ultron. Because by then we'll have seen enough trailers that people know that. Oh, this will in some way affect it, but I don't know. Yeah, it, well, the, like, with the way TV works as well, it's like by the time season two's airing, it's halfway through the season. Season one box set will be out, and that will be circulating, and then it'll be hitting all the streaming sites like Netflix and stuff. So more people, like in, in theory, more people will be watching it by season two. So well, then well, that's well, what happened with Arrow. That's because yeah, I, I yeah, see a lot of people yeah. saying that. Oh, I watched started watching Arrow, and now I love blah 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 because I watched. All the series one over the course of a couple of weeks, and I started yeah. watching series two. I, I so it does work in that case. I thought the difference between Arrow and Shield is that, is that Arrow's are, good. Well, I was going to say that people are more likely to recommend Arrow straightforward. Like nobody's going to say, like Arrow yeah. does. Like there are some, you know, some people who say. I think I thought Arrow was good from the get go, but there are some people who say start showing and picks up. Where like, even though I kind of enjoyed with Agents of Shield, ended up by the end of the season. I still think it's a long road to get there. Yeah. And even by the end, it still has some of the same problems I thought it exhibited at the start. And I think it was exacerbated by the fact with the Captain America Winter Soldier tie-in because I felt like anything interesting that happened on this show had to happen in the movies first and then it trickled down. Um, like I don't want to spoil I, too much. Go, go well, on. I think, I think the, the film... The film with. Which, see, Arrow's got the benefit that it doesn't tie into a larger universe, does it? Well, so far it doesn't. Whereas Shield, it does, and that's part of what makes it co- what makes it cool because it ties into the cinematic universe. But at the same time, it it's got a the the films affect the TV show. The TV show doesn't affect the films because the films are what bring in the larger audience. More people watch Cap than saw Shield, so while you say it, it feels like it's trickling down into the episode. That's that's kind of it's kind of the point. Yeah, like, and, and really, I get like, that, but the problem is that if you watch the TV show from week to week, it's kind of, like you said the TV show doesn't affect the movie; the movie affects the TV show. So if you're watching yeah. it week to week, especially with the first half of the season, it seems like they're dragging their feet because they know where they have to eat, yeah. but they can't say you know like they had centipede and they had cybertech. They couldn't say any mm. of that was Hydra until it came out that it was Hydra in Captain America. And then once that, well, that's, once, that's just it's revealing. That's just reveals and serialized storytelling. But, that, but that's that TV shows like this, do a lot. 
but that's the problem. Like this show didn't like, it, it didn't feel like it was serialized at the start, and then it felt like once they got in, hit the Captain America point, they were like, okay, we're going to start tying in everything, and then mm-hmm. we'll and and then and that's my problem. It's like is season two going to be like we're going to spin our wheels until whatever whatever needs to happen with Shield happens in Age of Ultron? Like, they aren't going to resolve the Shield subplot on this TV show. If the last time people saw them, they just dis- they they disband at the end of Captain America, and then you see them in Age of Ultron, and they're back together. People are going to wonder what happened. See what what I think would be re- this won't happen. What what I think would be really cool in season two is if they go to Europe and they're with Nick Fury and they're helping Nick Fury do shit like entirely stuff up, like just doing like hunting Nazis or something in Europe. That's what I think. That's what I want season two to be like. But mm-hmm. that it won't be like that because. Sam Jackson's not going to... Nick Fury's dead, what are you talking about? Oh shit, he is, isn't he? Oh, spoiler alert. But, like, because I think... <laughs> I think cause I, As far as I know, I think um, Nick Fury only has a cameo in Age of Ultron. I don't think he's, like, a, a main character like he is in the first Avengers film. I could be wrong. So, presumably, like, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s still not going to be, like, a reformed... Um, like, it's S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not going to be completely reformed in Age of Ultron. So... But I, I, I'm obviously just like making assumptions for a film that's only out next year, in which anything could happen. Just you know, make Captain, the, Captain America could die. Yeah, they just make um, another one of those. Just find any what is it, an acronym or whatever. Just oh, so oh, give me like, else. like like hammer. That yeah, doesn't sound anything. <laughs> doesn't sound for anything. Yeah, just letters that sound. It sounds good, so we'll yeah. go with that. But then again, is that any different from Shield, really? Shield sounds it's yeah she, strategic yeah, homeland yeah, well, intelligence espionage yeah but wasn't Shield thought of first and then they went okay let's yeah fill in probably yeah it was Where kind of the same thing would... we'll get to with Arrow where they have Argus which is another one that just sounds like a fancy and then they figured out something to make it make sense isn't that a new a new fifty two creation Argus so is that... I thought Argus is an older organization Ethan I thought, thought Argus was older I thought well. oh, I don't know I thought cause I was expecting what is it what's the other one that's Commonly used in the DCU, um, oh, as, Cad- on- Cadmus. Yeah, that's it, Cadmus. Yeah, that was in Young Justice, I think. Yeah, that amazing show. R.I.P. Artemis. Um, I need to check this now. Um, yeah, continue. Um, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. No. An- anagrams. Um, yeah. It, yeah, basically that's what that's what I expect them to do, but. <sighs> Does it make it? Does it? Like I said, the majority of people aren't going to care by Age of Ult. Age of Ultron will have its own precedence. If you watch Agents of Shield, you're watching Agents of Shield. I don't. I don't really think there's going to be any more crossover. I don't think that. You know the numbers that they're at now. I think uh, they'll end up losing more numbers than they'll end up gaining. I think the core Agents of Shield fans will stick around by then. So that they all know and they'll tell the buddies and they'll continue to not care about the show. I think it even out. Or, it, I mean, it, it's stabilized near the end. It gets about five, five and a half million people a week, which is still more than Arrow. That's the thing. That's the thing that I think people don't acknowledge. Yeah. yeah even though Arrow is consistent, actually, the, problem, the thing that people pick up on is Agents of Shield had such what t- over ten million in the first episode. And then dropped off, but it's still way more than any than watch Arrow. Yeah, but so the different it depends but on the network, which yeah, it depends on the network because if, 
because Arrow is like the second highest rated show in the CW. Shields would be not even like the top ten for ABC, and that's kind of the thing. It's like everybody realizes that the CW has a much limited, much more limited reach than uh, ABC. ABC is an over-the-air network. It's like our BBC, where the CW is kind of a not even it's a cable channel, but it's not in every market. So when Arrow, I mean, the, the good thing with Arrow is that its ratings increase. Shields has lost about a third, about two thirds of its audience since it's premiered, yeah. which isn't a good thing. <laughs> No, um, but I do think it's going to stabilize around there. I do think there are people who are invested in the Marvel universe, and I do mm. think that the show gets better by the end of season one, yeah. where people have an idea if we're going to stick around to see if it continues going with season two. The difference, yeah. I, I think, the major difference with season two would be like, they don't have those movies to one. They don't have the movies to tie into. They also don't have the movies to kind of promote around. Like they promote it around. Uh, Sora, the Dark World, and that helped get a ratings boost, and they did. They did it with Captain America, and that helped get a minor ratings boost, but you don't have anything for that full year. So it's going to be all on the team and coming up with a great story. Um, I, I think, I think, it, I think it depends on the direction they're going to take it. Like, it could, well, I suppose that was like season one, season one was, but like, we have to remember, there's, uh, they've already, they've, they seeded Aliens a bit. I don't know how that pays off. Like, that could just lead to nothing because I've not seen the last three episodes. But then, they're seeding Aliens. There's also Guardians of the Galaxy out in August. So, you could have, um, like, it, there being some extraterrestrial stuff in the second season of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is going to be more of a thing now in the Marvel Universe after Guardians of the Galaxy. It kind of already is, thanks to the four films. Yeah. But, um, I, th- I think they, they need. I, I think it's going to depend on like the direction and trying not to make it too much of like a procedural show and try and do like some fun stuff with it and have them being agents and under undercover stuff and. Well, I don't want to ruin too much because you haven't seen the season finale, but it seems like they aren't going in that direction right now. They're, they're not. It seems like saying- they're go- It seems like they're going more for a kind of rebuilding the team type thing for season two like they're going with oh okay yeah, yeah. But I, I see where it's coming from about the alien stuff though oh yeah I get that but I'm just saying based on how they ended season one it doesn't look like that I mean things can change at Guardians of the Galaxy but right now it seems like their focus at least for the early part of season two will kind of be with uh, Coulson and his team kind of being the new face of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah and, yeah so, uh, again, things can happen. They can tie in with Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. Uh, and like I said, they have a lot more freedom because there's a movie before the season starts and the movie's at the end of the season, but there's no movie during mm. the season. Yeah. Um, I guess you count Big Hero 6, which I doubt they will. <laughs> <sighs> well, I'm, looking at, uh, I'm actually looking forward to Big Hero 6. Yeah, like it's uh, interesting. Oh, I'm excited. I've always said I've preferred animation for comic books, and I'm very curious to see how this is on a big screen budget. Um, is, it, is, it, is it actually getting a theatrical release? Yeah, is I it think not? it is. It's getting I, a trailer this week. It's coming out in November. There was I a think, trailer. That's what, I thought that's what the big deal was, because it is getting a theatrical release, so it's know. getting a big push behind it. I don't know. Yeah. All I heard is that, oh, this film is being made, but and then I didn't really know. I've heard that like, there's some act. Oh, I can't remember who it was that's attached to it now. Um, it's T.J. Miller, Jamie Chung, and Maya. Oh Rudolph. yes, the new, the new discount Lucy Liu, um, Jamie Chung. Um, 
discount you see. No, look, I'm telling you. No, she's incredibly beautiful. But what I'm saying is that, oh, we need an Asian one. Oh, we're not using Lucy Liu anymore. Let's use Jamie Chung instead. Because I keep <laughs> seeing her popping up in things in where you know that they, they've used Lucy Liu if this was like 10 years ago. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, <laughs> let's move away from that so we don't get in trouble. Um, what did you think of the Captain America tie-in, the big twist where they kind of revealed that Hydra's the thing, and how did that propel the second half of the season, especially with, well, Anthony got this far, where Ward turns out to be a traitor. Yeah, I thought that was great, because I would, if you'd have asked me at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't have picked Ward as being the traitor. Like, I've, I've I'm not, I'm not too surprised at the fact that there is a traitor in the group because it's like espionage stuff. But the fact that being Ward, I guess it kind of makes sense now having seen it. But at the beginning of the episode, because they were trying, they were kind of like making him out to be like the new future of Shield, like the the Captain America with no powers, dude. So, but I guess his personality was quite bland. So yeah, the only interesting thing they could do with him was make him a bad guy. Yeah, and I think he does become a lot more interesting when he becomes a bad guy. Yeah. Um, that doesn't help the rest of the cast. Uh, but, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, I thought it was an interesting turn. Uh, they said if you go back and watch it, you'll see hints. Like, I didn't really see any hints. Like they, I mean, granted, I guess you don't make a tool for it or everybody's going to call it, and I guess that's why it's unpredictable. But mm. it was sort of better because his character as a eating man was kind of banding for him. And... It also helped for them to actually get a kind of permanent black dude on the team because the show. Oh, was he's kind of, a he's going to be a series regular, I think. And is he? There's an agent triplet or something. Yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's regular next series. He's a, isn't he? He's, he's a, a grandson of a Howling Commando. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't well, seen Howling Commando. Well, the they yeah. haven't mentioned, but was he actually? Was there actually? All right, I, this might sound really bad, but. In Captain America, the first Avenger, all white was there actually was the all was there a black command howling nope. commando? All black because I don't remember one Asian the dude. That's one... what I was thinking. I don't remember the people. No, they'll just say that oh that it was during because you know they had like their little flash forwards or whatever. Yeah. Or say that he was one of them, a replacement one during the time, or it was after Cap went missing. The Howling Commando still existed, or something. Oh, like I mean, that. yeah. I mean, technically, he's a grandson, so it could be like somebody's daughter or son married yeah, true that person. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we have to keep it one race. That's how it works in TV. <laughs> Although, I'll, no interracial. They're probably going to introduce his grandfather in Peggy Carter. That wouldn't surprise me. Agent Carter, I mean. Jeez, disrespect. And and I actually think that's an interesting, uh, you know, because you folks were mentioning at the start of the show, how we do have a tendency to kind of go on these prolonged gaps between TV show seasons. So what they're going to do this year is have Agent Carter film during the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. hiatus. Is that only, is it eight episodes long? Because I read somewhere that it might be. Is that the length? Yeah. Personally, is it the I same network as Shield, or is it a different network? No, it's the same network. It's going. It's, the same, okay, cool. it's going yeah. to like when Shield goes on break in like December. It's going to air from December to January, probably, and when Shield comes back in February. All right, cool. I think I prefer that. No, I yeah. don't think like twenty episodes or whatever rubbish that would have yeah. just screwed that show up even more. So like the like the Netflix deals where there are only ten episodes, it is for probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. You folks should be used to it. That's how exactly, because we don't need to have every show be 20-odd episodes. 
you take a season of TV that's 20 episodes long, you take all the mediocre to bad episodes out of it, it's going to be about 13 to <laughs> maybe 15 episodes. Yeah, so. I, I, you're, you're not going to get an argument from me here. I kind of agree. I do think that, they, but we we work in such a fashion that you want to prolong something from September to May, so you mm. you can't do that with 13 episodes because you're on hiatus like every other week at that point. So they kind, of, but I mean, we are kind of getting away from that because you see a lot more shows because they're finding that what people want are kind of the compact serials where you do like, okay, we'll do yeah. 15 episodes in a row and that's it for the season, and then we'll fill mm-hmm. in something. Because I think. I think right now Gotham only has 16 episodes, for example. Um, but stuff like Fashion Arrow will get like the full 22, 23 episodes. Yeah. And I think Geo's might get a shorter season as well. Not much. Con- I think. Has Constantine got that full series? I don't think... Const- Constantine's doomed anyway, so... I don't, I don't think Geo, though. No, that's not my problem. Time. I think the f- it can be good. But mm. the time that it's on, yeah, granted the hardcore are gonna watch it. But what now is is NBC going to be happy with that number? Is it gonna be happy with say Arrow numbers or less? I, I don't think, know. I, don't I think know so. American I mean, I think. Now. I mean, because it's the same. It's the same time frame that they put Hannibal. I think what they're trying to do. Oh right. Oh, okay. What they're trying to do is they're trying to create kind of like a genre night because they it's even oh, okay. in its grim. So you kind of yeah. have that. Fables, um, fairy tale procedural, and then you have Constantine, which is the supernatural thing. And like, the the general thinking behind it, I'm not going to say it works, is that people who are fans of this are going to track it down no matter what. So you don't need to take up a night of yeah. the week where, like, if it did arrow numbers like during the middle of the week, it might be easier to cancel. Where it's like Friday at 10 p.m., we're getting three, four million people to watch this anyhow. So it's something right there. Yeah, but and as well is what is pretty much Friday the only night anyway. That's well, let's say in the context of the DC television, is that the only night that'll be free? Because Monday would is um Gotham, Gotham. Tuesday's Flash, Wednesday's Wednesday. Arrow. Is there nothing on Thursday? It's nothing on Thursday. Oh, I think because Thursday is an interesting day. It's Thursday is like the big day now, and I don't know why. I mean, back in the days, it used to be like the comedy night, but now it's kind of the drama night. That's where they're moving Scandu, and they're moving How to Get Away with Murder, and Grey's Anatomy, and I think that's where CBS puts like elementary. So there's a bunch of like procedurals and serialized shows on that night. So they probably don't want that stiff competition. I think Monday at eight is more risky for Gotham than Friday at ten is for Constantine, because you're going against I football, and nobody skips out on I football in this country. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. I just last thing about Gotham. I um, Gotham will may have the same sort of problem, at least initially from the what Agents of Shield had, as in like mm-hmm. the viewership. Because there will initially there will be obviously there will be people that don't know that it's not a Batman show. You can advertise it as well, but people are stupid. So they won't acknowledge it. They'll hear Gotham and they'll think Batman. So there'll be the huge bump or whatever in like the first episode or so. Oh, and then they'll clock. Oh, he's not in it anymore. He's not in this. Oh, look, his parents dead. Is he going to turn to Batman? No. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah, because the same thing happened with... 
I want to say Birds of Prey, if anybody actually remembers that oh. show. <laughs> I, I, I only oh. know it from what I've seen on the internet with, oh. like, some promotional posters. I don't, I've never seen any episodes I've of watched, it. I watched, like, the first three episodes, and the first episode pissed me off there was so much, because they show Batman vaguely. So you never directly, see, you don't, unless I'm remembering, oh, I think that's you never directly see. see Batman, you, but you see him at a distance, and then you see Catwoman that has this, at a distance as well, and somehow the two normal superheroes gave birth to a, a child with powers. Fucking yeah! A, uh, <laughs> I always have the premise that Batman's a deadbeat dad in this show. Him and Catwoman's get down when they have a kid. Uh, but yeah, that went from I think it started off with about eight million. And by the time the show finished its first season, it was down to about a million, million and a half people watching it. Which is why it was a substantially cancelled. So yeah, I do imagine it's going to be a huge drop off with the ratings. I think what they need to do, I thought you were going to say the problem is that they have so much, like, unlike, I mean, it's the opposite of S.H.I.E.L.D. The S.H.I.E.L.D. has to be, fit in between these movies, where Gotham has to lead to a point that we all know. So you can't do a lot of stuff with these characters. You can't like, kill off the penguin in season Yeah, like, oh, oh. Why, I don't get why they're seeding the Joker already. Like, that just seems really weird to me in, in a show where Batman's a kid and it's mostly about Gordon. Because Joker's, origin, Joker's origin, like, happens when he is Batman. No, but what, it's not... I... Because, yeah, I'm calling out Lenny for this crap. He was all, yeah, bring Joker in, I can't wait. Yeah, you're going to have a show where some heroes... I've accepted this. But that... A lot of Batman's rogues exist because Batman exists. If Batman yeah. exists, some of these don't exist. People like the Penguin, fine. Especially under the name yeah. Penguin or whatever. People like, even Riddler, Enigma, having them exist is fine. But people like the Joker mm. should not be existing in a, without Batman. The Red Hood gang, if they want to have that. Yeah, that that would be, be okay to which with. Which Lenny also said, oh, the, Le- the Red Hood gang suck. Yeah, it's going to make more sense having... Before he becomes the Joker, than having the Joker himself in. I think with the Penguin, like with the Penguin, you could show him building like his criminal empire, which would be quite cool. Um, with Edward Nigma, maybe showing how he's become such a sociopath or whatever he is. But I don't know. It just, just the, the joke, like, like cat, like Selena Kyle, cat girl. Cat, wait. I mean, how, I, I, how is he going to work her into? Are they going to do the no. bloody Frank Miller prostitute thing, which was well, just I, I, fucking I think, weird? He's a thief, I, and it's yeah, just I, shot with cops. It's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that uh, Catwoman's fine. She's a. She's a yeah, she's I suppose a, so. Yeah, she's a career criminal. So her being a pickpocket or her you know, like just trying, like her running into the door makes sense. I'm really curious how they're going to work Bruce Wayne into this show. Yeah, there is that as well. <laughs> Hey, Gordon, hey, is Gordon going to go hang out with him every week and get, get <laughs> ice cream? We're going to get Bruce Wayne and cheer him up this week. He's going to adopt him and raise him as his own. <laughs> and then what's the call? He... Oh, wait, never mind. Forget Saying that. that, though, the guy, the, the um, is it Sean Pertway as Alfred? That is good casting. I can get behind that. I actually Because I, mo- I really like Sean Pertway. <laughs> I enjoy most of the casting so far. I just don't get the point of this show. Like, I 
don't mind if it was a focus on the Gotham PD, which makes sense. Yeah, that's what I wanted it to be, but it looks less and less like it's going to be that. And, so. it, and it still might be that, but the fact that, yeah. you're, especially in the first episode, you're bringing in Batman, you're bringing in Catwoman, you're bringing in Penguin, you're bringing in Richard, you're bringing in Poison Ivy. What's um, the name? They're bringing Scarecrow as well, so as well, yeah. Scarecrow's going to be in it. But, I mean, again, those characters, that he makes sense because he, you know... He's a psychiatrist. Like, yeah, so he makes sense that he, you know, he's probably a smart kid who's obsessed with, like, you know, fear or something like that. Like, a lot of these tropes make sense as... They, I mean, the, like, I understand that the villain side of them doesn't exist until Batman, but these characters had to exist before Batman showed up. They were people in Gotham. I just don't want him to be, you know, like, getting arrested for doing the same shit that, that they eventually yeah, end up doing. I, that caused it. Batman to get vexed and then have to lock him up. Yeah, like basically you don't want them. You oh man, look, he, look, they call him the Penguin because he has a sharp nose. Or oh man, this guy's a richer because he gives you puzzles when he's. <laughs> it's way. Too are, you, are you saying you don't want Oswald Cobblepot to have a different umbrella each week? Like there's something <laughs> different. Like one week it will shoot things and the next it will be a spiral thing. Do you not want that in Gotham? Can I just say how much I hate the Penguin? I fucking I, hate the penguin. I don't. I don't mind him when he's like the criminal. It's like when he's like a criminal. When you play him up to be a penguin, like the Danny, that off that yeah. crap in Batman Returns, it pisses me off. And I yeah, he's that, he's not one of like my my favorite Batman villains. He's not I, I, I someone that draws I, me to a story. I don't actually the villain. I love what they did with him in the comics now, where he is basically kind of a crime boss. Because yeah, like, that's the that's where I like the the penguin. I like. Yeah, because other than that, he doesn't have like. What is his gimmick? He has umbrellas. He has a sharp nose. That's not anything. No. Like, yeah, him being a crime boss, especially since he kind of looks normal, makes sense. And I prefer. Is that, that a recent I, thing for the new Fifty Two? I don't think it's a new Fifty Two thing. It's something I know they started doing that with like the new Batman Adventures because they got rid of his uh, Batman Returns classification and a hero. Oh here, yeah, Iceberg Lounge and stuff like that. So it's been around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I guess more like they don't play him up as a criminal anymore. The same way that Catwoman's kind of, she's kind of went from being a career criminal to now she's basically just an anti-hero. But mm-hmm. yes, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, <laughs> I mean, is there anything else you folks want to talk about? Again, it's very difficult because we don't want to spot a finale for Anthony, who is like two episodes behind. Well, yeah. I will say, as far as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. it for somebody who stopped after, I think, episode three or four, whichever episode it was, um, I think it was where they jumped into this, like, high-tech place and Sky went undercover or whatever. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> it's a billionaire, this proper rich guy who pulls his shield. I can't remember. But I stopped watching around that time. Then I watched the, the one with... Lady Siffin, because I love Sif. But the show has def. I'll give it for as much as I love to crap on it on Twitter and everything. It has definitely improved. I my problem still is alive in the show. Felicity Sky. Light, yeah, Felicity Light. <laughs> and when I was watching it, watching the episodes this morning and this afternoon or whatever. Anytime she opened up her mouth, muted it. Anytime that she was on screen talking with Ward, flick through it. I don't need to see that crap. Though, I just couldn't deal with those. But everybody else is... All the other characters, 
I kind of like on their own. They, I, I wouldn't say they like the proper in depth because I've obviously I've not committed to the whole series or anything. Um, I can tell you that doesn't change. This is one of my biggest problems. Is I don't like I hate Coulson because so I feel basically the same as they were at the beginning. Yeah. Like, the, the, like yeah. some of the relationships evolve. Like, Fitz and Simmons, even though it's kind of the same thing, he has a crush on her and she doesn't know. Obviously. But, um, yeah, but they don't really evolve. Like, you can say, like, oh, who's the smart one? That's Guy. Who's the badass one? That's May. Who's the yeah, it, it, one? Yeah, it's, pl- it's, playing, it's playing up to, like, easy noticeable stereotypes. Yeah. You Which can't is... really hold it against it too much because a lot of yeah, stuff are hard. So. <laughs> well, no, but... She's worse than she's discount Felicity, and it's worse. Because I, Felicity never Felicity is a very attractive per, attractive, but they don't hype around her. Oh, she has to be she has to be sexy. She has to overtly try and be sexy. Oh, but she's also got to be quirky, like that pain in the ass from Smallville. Um, oh, she got to be like quick witted, so that you know that even nerdy girls can be funny and geeky too. That sort of crap. My my. My biggest problem with Sky is not so much that, but I feel like Sky is the most important person in the world on that show. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Sky is not on, <laughs> she, way, she is, isn't she? she, she they make she's a she's a zero eight nine or a zero eight four, whatever they're called. Like, why is she? That's the mystery of it. Yeah, that's oh. the, they're relying on a mystery that there's not. Do people really care about the mystery? That no, no, or is it them? I, I like I like the them, show. Or is it them gotta, telling us that there's a mystery? I, I gotta be honest. I like the show. I I could I could care less about Sky. Yeah, and, to the be problem, honest. and the problem is the show wants you to care so much about her. Yeah, like, if she isn't on screen, what's going on with Sky? We know about <laughs> Sky's parents. Sky has power. You shouldn't tell Sky. We need to get Sky on this. And I'm like, at some point, I don't want to. I don't care about Sky. Why is she the focus of this universe? You're a spy organization concerned with one girl. Oh, speaking of that spy spy stuff as well. What bugged me about about it is how much, much time they spent whining that the secret agency has secrets that they don't all know about. <laughs> that, that that drives me nuts. <laughs> you are an agent. Granted, Colson, yes, you are high up. Fury trusts you. But Fury you doesn't tell everybody you. everything. And you and he's fully aware. So why are you spending so much time? Oh, I don't trust May. Now, where has she kept a secret from me? All right. Get over it. You keep your own secrets. I know. Like, How are you keeping turn- a secret about Tahiti from everybody else that you were looking into? Like, Tony Stark sums it up the best in the Avengers when he says, when he's talking about Nick Fury to um, Captain America, and he says he, he's the ultimate spy, even his secrets have secrets. That's, yeah. that's how it should be. And that's, that should be the organization. It shouldn't be like everybody yeah. has their chips, because why are you going to keep them around if they tell everybody everything? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a way to build drama that makes no sense, because you're getting upset at people at doing their job. Like... Especially being that these are, they know, because it's like, oh, I can't tell you because you're level 5 and I'm level 7. So when somebody else has a secret, why are you offended that they're keeping it when they're told, when they're given orders? It, to say it's a high level secret is simple, because Coulson, is Coulson the highest level? No, he is a level Oh, seven. The, te- the, the team he is, isn't he? Like, yeah, he's not a level team, 8 or 9. Yeah, no. he, like, Hill and, um... Yeah, Hill's above Natasha, him. And, and Black Widow, and probably somehow the Hawkeye, that jabroni, probably about that level somehow. Yeah, I think I think, level eight. I think Fury's a ten. 
also love how Haw- nobody cares about Hawkeye. Is Hawkeye ever mentioned in this show? About, or do you mention about as much? Might be named Oh, do you about so more than he is in um, Captain America: Winter Soldier? Then <laughs> okay. I think, oh, okay. I think Black Widow is name dropped more than Hawkeye. Yeah, because nobody yeah. cares about Hawkeye. That, I would also say that's another problem I have with the show, and I know this is just pick. You know, this is just picking at stuff but when they yeah, name drop stuff like I get if you're a movie fan like oh man that's awesome but at the same time it's like oh Thor's never going to show up Captain America's never going to show up the Hulk's never going to show up stop name dropping them <laughs> like how many times do I have to hear about the incident in New York and they also say it like that it's keep being it's when they're being as vague as they were in like Iron Man 3 where they didn't they never actually properly said what happened in New York they only said oh this happened oh now Tony's messed up or yeah. something like that. And, well, and, that, and I know that following up what happened in Iron Man 3 and showing how it affected the character. How he was yeah. dealing with going into outer space and having a near-death experience yeah, with extraterrestrials. It's the same thing as, obviously, the film... Iron Man 3, granted, what's the name? Ooh, I can't remember who wrote it and directed it and everything. But you're still going off, yeah, Shane Black. You're still going off what you, you most of your scripts probably wrote before then, before I'm, Avengers came out. So you've seen the majority of it, but you can't exactly put how everything works together as a proper follow up to the episode. So episode to the film. So then you're just being as vague as possible without, but at the same time trying to be as close as possible without making sort of awkward leaps or whatever. But S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't have that problem. S.H.I.E.L.D. started production a year after Avengers came out. Exactly. If you've seen, if you're watching Avengers of S.H.I.E.L.D., I can pretty much guarantee you you saw Avengers. So directly say it. Yeah, it's just weird because they always reference it as the incident in New York. And they never really follow up beyond that. It's the incident in New York. And like the same thing with Extremis, which Extremis is a part of the show, but I think it's called like the Centipede Formula or something like that. Yeah, it's different. It's not the same. It's a it's a cocktail, isn't it? Because it's got some of the super soldier serum in it as well, and yeah. I think it's got some gamma radiation and stuff. It's supposed to be like a cocktail of stuff that's appeared in the Marvel cinematic universe so far. A cocktail of stuff that have all ended up terribly, but let's keep trying to do it though. Well, well you know, if you mix, it, mix them all together, obviously it'll work. <laughs> it make them even more more powerful. Imagine well, the worked, Hulk with super soldier serums. It works to a certain degree, but yeah, just like stuff like that, or like there was an episode where they're like, oh, Bruce Banner's design. I'm like, okay, so Bruce Banner's hanging out in jail, then you don't show us that. Um, so yeah, just a minor pet peeve, but it gets annoying when they want to name drop all this stuff that you'll never see. Yeah. Um, I guess so we don't beat up on S.H.I.E.L.D. too much. Uh, what about Arrow, the other in, um, comic book show on TV? See, unlike you two beating on S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm not going to comment on it because I have not seen it, and I am but, not a dude like that. <laughs> but, wait, wait, wait. Just to be fair, like, I've seen all your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he watched the end of it, so it's like we're just beating up on this to beat up on it. We have seen this show. I've been yeah, no, you haven't. You don't know. You've not journeyed through the with the agents through all the trials <laughs> and tribulations and all the. the yeah, I've 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 seen both shows, so it's not like I'm just gonna pick on it to pick on it. And I don't even know why I continue to watch it, but it did get better. There you go. 
I watch it. I don't know why. Though. This is why I, this is what annoys me about my dad does this as well. He's going on about it. And every week he starts to talk to me about it. I'm like, why are you watching this? Oh, I don't know. At least it's it's something to watch. Just don't watch it. Do something <laughs> else. But I I am a terrible. I, well, I should say I'm not a terrible. I'm a great comic book fan in that sense. I will watch anything. Like I said, I've seen Birds of Prey. You are part of the problem. I am a huge part of the problem. I am going to watch Constantine. I'm going to watch The Flash. I'm going to watch I Zombie. I'm going to watch Agent Carter. I am going to watch all of those shows next fall, even if they're awful until they until they're done. <laughs> um, I thought you know I catch you up on Ocean- Smallville. I. Oh God! I'm a Smallville. <laughs> oh, I gave up on that season. Seven. I gave up on Smallville too. The fact that I didn't have patience, and it isn't as easy accessible as it is nowadays, where you can watch it the next day on Hulu and stuff like. That. Yeah. Like I don't watch Agency Shield live. I usually watch it, especially when I work and I have like in front of a computer all day. I can just kind of put it on a side monitor and catch up on it. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I I think the finale was the first episode of Shield I've caught from start to finish. On the day it aired, because you were that excited. Well, it, it, because it, and I don't know if how much of a spoiler this is, but it had Nick Fury, and I really wanted to see what they were going to do with him. Oh, I know he's in it. Yeah, I've heard that. I think, uh, like, oh yeah, I think the the finale was good. I mean to say that I think the finale, even you know, with my five episodes of Agents of Shield, I felt the finale good and kind of do consider. Might be watch watching it all and then watching series two. Here's here's my problem with the finale. I actually agree with you, but to me, one of the best parts of the finale was Nick Fury, and I know Nick Fury's not going to be on the show every week. It also, bugs me that Maria Hill isn't going to be. Probably most likely will not be in the show either. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of curious. Nick Fury in the finale is it just a cameo, or does he have more of an active role in the episode? Yeah, or would he have more than answered? one line? He has more than one line. line. He's basically there from halfway through the episode to the end. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's cool. All right. And that's why I said that. he's the he's the best he's the best part of the finale because unlike the rest of them, he has a personality and he plays off a of coast and well, and they have banter that's actually funny and witty. And oh, cool. Oh, now I'm excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good finale, but at the same like, how do you find you can't have Maria Hill and Fury on every week? Um, well, maybe Maria, Maria Hill's Hill. not in the finale. Is no, she? but she's on the show. She was yeah, I think that's the next one I have to watch, episode 20. The one oh, she, works, she works as Stark or whatever, but like I said, I've said this like multiple times, I my hope would have been once, because How I Met Your Mother is now finished, that she would be more of a recurring character. But, you know, the show isn't the same show that it was two, three, four months ago, so that ain't going to happen, most likely. So, Please yes. continue to lead into Arrow. Okay, Arrow. Uh, finished this sophomore season, so it's had a lot more to build off of than Shale does. But um, the show has done a great job of developing its characters and making people who seem kind of random one note very interesting. I would even say by the end of the season, I came around on Arrow. Um, I still don't oh, think she's yeah. the... I, don't, I still don't think she's the greatest character, but she's in a much better position than she was at the start of the season. That's not that's not very hard, was it? I've I tried watching, I've I've tried watching series one again over the past couple of weeks, and God, she's she, she's so annoying in series one. Is this one. his sister? No, no. Okay, this is um Laurel Laurel Black Canary, whatever. 
Um, oh, okay. And I've been what, getting more... I actually don't hate her scenes. I kind of enjoy them now. You know, like, since she stopped being a drunk and a druggie. But those ones are just... Her in the past, it's just... It, I find her unwatchable. But the series has done a good job of, I think, make, giving us a reason, an actual reason to hate her. Because I think series one, she was just bland. I think and she was... She kind of had the same problem that um, the chick from Smallville, Donna, had, where it's like you kind of think they need to be together, but they don't want to bring them together too soon. So they give them all these really dumb shots and personality defects so that they can never be together. And they, they, they react so irrationally to everything, which made a bit more sense when Donna was a high school student, but doesn't really make as much sense when Earl was a professional. Like he's a DA assistant or mm-hmm. something like that and yeah her behavior was just sporadic and I really didn't care for the love triangle between her Tommy and Oliver in the first season nah yeah. and I mean the points. yeah and then she didn't have much to do in the second season because she was a drunk for the first half of it but once they kind of got her over being a drunk they kind of helped integrate her more into the actual story, which I think is another thing they've done a good job of this season is kind of bringing everybody to the center of the Arrow story and not necessarily like, oh, we have Oliver's story, then we have a side story with um, Myra and Thea, and then we have a side story with uh, Tommy and Nero and her dad. Yeah, I think it helps that that they decided, oh, hey, Oliver's the Arrow. Hey, you, do you want to know Oliver? You know, he's the Arrow. (laughs) Hey, you, over there. All of the arrow, because basically, apparently, everybody seems to know now, and it's getting ridiculous. I, I actually, I mean, a secret. I think the idea is that a secret identity is much harder to maintain on a TV show without making the characters look like idiots. Like people, yeah. like, like it's really weird that the uh, uh, detective fans doesn't know that Ivor is the arrow by now, but they kind of worked around that this season by saying that he no longer cares what arrow is, it, so he's not actually exactly. trying to. Yeah, because it's like the what's the Jim Gordon logic one that people go through, which I'm perfectly fine with. He he's he knows who it is. He won't directly say he knows who it is because then it puts him in a compromising position or whatever. And it also makes him seem really shitty at his job if he does just doesn't know who it is. But he's, but the show then wants to tell us how great of a detective he is and all this, how yeah. great of a he is at his job. Yeah, so Arrow circumvented that by just saying that I don't care to know because he probably wears the hood for a reason. And that's all you need to know. And it's actually uh, kind of going to comments. I don't know if either one of you read Injustice, but there was a panel from that, I think this pri- the week before, <laughs> where Gordon came told Barbara that he knows that she's Oracle and that Batman's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and she's like, how do you know? He's like, I'm a detective. Like, he's always known. He just never said anything because he didn't need to. So it's the same principle here. But yeah, I think Thea is the only one who doesn't know now. She she has to know now. You know, in I the context of this gap now between series two and three, she'll know. I don't know. It is Thea. Yeah, but come on now. <laughs> he, you're not gonna. Are you gonna watch this, Anthony? I actually, I I actually do want to watch Arrow, but feel free to drop some spoilers really if you think, want. I don't really think this is much of a spoiler. You see, if you've seen me or Josh tweet. Remote. I mean, I've, I've I've been in the room and my brother's been watching it because my brother is like, my brother's a big fan of it, and yeah. when he has it on, and I've been in the room, I've saw bits of it. So, so how is it everybody watches it around you, but you don't watch it? 
Well, no, it's not everyone. It's only my brother. Like we and all, we all watch Agents of <laughs> Shield, and everyone's. Right. Well, it's because I watched like three episodes, and then because, and then I, it just wasn't sitting yeah. right with me at the time. And then you know when everyone started saying, "Oh, it's actually really good. It's actually pretty great." It's like, "Oh, I might have to accept to watch this." watch this and now everyone's like yeah it's really good it's like oh and plus i already watch like a lot of tv anyway so i'm like more picky over new shows that i pick up well drop agents of shield that will feel out of time no because i need to watch that because that's the marvel stuff (laughs) i need to (laughs) yes but what's a good show no it's how i say no it's how i say i need to watch it and not i want to watch it (laughs) you i chose my I, i chose my words like that on purpose well, I, I will say this much. I know I know Marvel fans who prefer Arrow over Agents of Shield. Yeah, that yep. doesn't surprise me. Cause it's it's very hard for me to go to the defense of Arrow of, um, of um, Shield. Very hard. It, it, it does get better, but I think, and this is a problem that I have. I don't know if you folks have to say. Like, I, like, I will watch Agents of Shield. I'm like, okay, this is a good episode. It is on Tuesday, and then Wednesday Arrow is. I'm like, oh, never mind. Like, yeah. it's, it's just right. Like, they need to have a bigger space. Like, Shield needs to be on Monday and Arrow needs to be on Friday so that when I see Agents of Shield, I get time to digest it before Arrow shows up and it's like, oh yeah, this is a much better episode this week. Um, and I think one of the biggest things is just being able to use some of these B and C tier DC villains that probably will never get played in a bigger mm. stand and turning yeah. them into something interesting. Like, I mean, Deathstroke is a big villain. I think he's around enough, especially this year. He's in... He was in Batman Arkham Origins. He's in Son of Batman. He's going to be in this uh, attack assault on Arkham film. He's around. Yeah. <laughs> Manu Bennett but, is awesome. Oh, it's gonna be a shame. Manu Bennett. I miss you know just thinking about this show itself. I miss you know before he went crazy and he was batshit insane. Yeah. And yeah. he was really. I really liked Island Slade. I like I like Crazy Slade as well. <laughs> I kind of like his and all of his interactions. Can, can we talk about um? Can we talk about his little orange story because that is just falling apart really quickly at the show. What? I was because uh, you know like how he started the show. He was spent five years on an island alone, and it's like no, I, oh no, it's a lie. <laughs> there's a can, ton of can I, with you. <laughs> and, can I just can I just say from those three episodes, from those few episodes that I watched, the um the flashback stuff to the island. I thought was really cool and the stuff that was really good and it was a lot better than what was happening in the city in like the few episodes I watched like in the pilot first episode or the, the island stuff I thought it was like really cool how it's been done because it looked a lot like um, Green Arrow year one as well by yeah. the book by Andy Diggle and what, Josh yeah because what's it called um, they've said that the ideal if they had it their way which if the show's successful tough shit it's going to be on forever <laughs> oh, but the five years the show would end with Oliver getting off the island itself. Yeah. So, so that'd be the end of series five. Except he so ends up in Hong Kong at the end of season two. So yeah, bullshit. No, like, <laughs> why are you doing this crap? Exactly. It's like, where did you learn to? Fly? You were on an island for five years. When did you learn to fly a plane? It's like, what the fuck? And then you see, then you see him with Waller. Yeah, oh. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm glad that I mean it's flashbacks, but I'm glad the show doesn't do it as like, okay, let me tell you a story because then it's <laughs> weird. Because Oliver never remembers anything until it's very convenient for him. Like, oh yeah, I went to Hong Kong. Have I not mentioned that to you folks yet? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I had a cure for the Mirakuru. 
Oh, well, I, I, I didn't remember that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, Roy's injected, and I know that Slade's come to kill me. But I don't think now is about the right time. <laughs> just mention that I did once have a cure, but I was an idiot. And did it cure Slade, and and then kill him? He said I just tried to kill him, even though it wouldn't work. Plenty of sense, Oliver. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's just really weird how that things. I mean, I get that it's a storytelling, but it's like, oh, this is so convenient. This is the same exact time it happens on the island. <laughs> Let me tell you about it now. Like they I, mentioned the fact that he almost killed Shade on the island like six episodes ago, and they finally show it in the finale. Because <laughs> it's relevant then. But yeah, I I think you know series one. Throughout series one, a lot of my favorite scenes, again, like I've already said, the Slade and Oliver were the the island scenes. I thought they were more interesting, but then you've got all the fight scenes and everything on in the present day. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say I think what they did a good job of, especially with season one, is kind of building up all the stuff that they play off eventually or play again in season two. Like the return of the Huntress, or kind of what they did with Count Vertigo and stuff like that, where it comes back in season two, and it's a lot more interesting because really, now really? are you really going to say the return of Huntress was more interesting? I th- it was better than her first appearance. That's, a, that's fake praise. That's, <laughs> we've already been through fake praise today. Agent of Shield is better than it start when it started. Yes, well done. It's not as terrible. But Huntress, now that, granted, now that she's not, oh, my dad, I'm going to kill my dad, where, where, where? I think that that boat has sailed for me to care about anything with Huntress. I think, I mean, she's done a, she, does, she does a better job acting now. So that's something. Because this, now given, because now she didn't have to do so. Now that her dad got shot from that scene on, she didn't have something just to rely on. Oh, well, now I've got to be bad now because my dad, my dad killed my boyfriend or whatever. Wham, wham, wham. So John Barrowman's in Arrow, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> and Summer Glau's in it. And isn't the other dude from Firefly in it as well? Summer's brother. Don't know. In... Not watch Firefly. I can't. I don't. Sean Mayer is it his name? Is he in it? But yeah, I mean, what about what about Count Vertigo? You didn't think he was an improvement, even if he is a poor man's Joker. Yeah, there we go. I think the actor, I think you know, like the concept of him being a drug dealer instead of being a literal count with his magical eye thing or whatever. Love that part, but I thought the actor hammed it up way too much. And I thought it worked, even though it doesn't really work with the tone of this show. I thought it, it because he handed up so much in this show, it stood out as a much better thing. Um, I was a little disappointed they killed him off so soon. No, fuck that. Wait, they killed Count Vertigo? Yeah. Isn't he, like, Green Arrow's nemesis? He's one of them, but... I, I mean, and they I think, killed him. Is I think that... I think the Did they thing... leave it open so he can be resurrected? No, no, <laughs> no. 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 This isn't, I mean, it's like the League of Shadows with the Lazarus pit, so yeah. can they just do that? Yeah, but nobody's going to save Count Vertigo. The League of Assassins are not going to waste a Lazarus pit on Count Vertigo. I mean, they could bring him back if they wanted to stretch it, but I'm pretty sure when they killed him, it was pretty finite. <laughs> Did they, like, explode or something? 
they shot him through the chest with an arrow, and then he fell out like a twenty-story window onto the hood of a car. <laughs> yeah, but what if? What if? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of. But what if he survived? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, I I think that I think the, one of the good things with this show, and I guess it's partially because of the character, is that while Green Arrow does have his rogues gallery and stuff like that, and he has an origin, like there's so much. I mean, because he's not a big character, there's so much that people don't know that they can play around with it, and nobody will care that they change it. Like, nobody's gonna care that Deathstroke becomes one of his big bads, even though it's a Batman villain, because it's interesting, and nobody's gonna care that the Eagle of Assassin. <laughs> But do people really associate him with Batman? As far well, as far as I'm concerned, I more associate um, Deathstroke with the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Deathstroke's just like DC in general, isn't he? Well, he is now. But I mean, I think he. I guess the same thing with Deadshot. Where I don't associate Deadshot with Batman, but he's also a Batman villain. Oh, yeah. Deadshot. Really love Deadshot in this now. Yeah, I think it's another character that's kind of improved. Um, <laughs> is Deathstroke not kind of not like um, like Doctor Doom in a way where he started in like did he did he start off in did he start off in Teen Titans Deathstroke obviously in Batman first I'm and what? then he's he's branched out into like he's in a lot of other books but like he's because of his first appearance was in like say Batman that's no, who okay. he's well his first appearance in Teen Titans oh like, yeah okay yeah but yeah over time I, 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 kids. Yeah, which is weird. I think because his daughter was on the Teen Titans. That was his son. Yeah. And then he said, oh, well, they died. Oh, no. Well, now I feel like killing kids now because, you know, I'm evil. Yeah. <laughs> but over time, like, I, I guess I guess more because of his appearance in like, Justice League and stuff like that. You kind of, I mean, I think, you know, as com- while comics are cool, I think a lot of stuff kind of gets defined in pop culture that like you associate. So, like, I associate him, I guess, because he's in, like, Arkham Origins, and he's in yeah. Seek and stuff like that. You associate, but he was a huge mainstay on the Teen Titans cartoon. So, I guess because I never actually watched that show too much. Uh, third best DC show. Well, are you just counting Tim versus one show because that makes it easier? What? What? Oh, don't start <laughs> for the Batman the, Batman the animated series is one of the best Young animated Justice, series the Batman of all time. Oh and I God. don't just mean superheroes, I just mean in general. It could be argued. It's it definitely top five Batman animated series. Yeah, it, it can be it, fifth if it wants. It, it'd be it's, up there with, like, say, I, I don't know, The Simpsons or something. Yeah. Yeah, like the last series of The Simpsons, yeah. Uh, I don't. I actually don't watch The Simpsons anymore. But I, I don't know anybody that does. I, I was to say I don't know anyone who actually still acts. Why is still successful? Weird. Be, because I think everybody grows up on it, and like you grow up, your kids watch it, and now your kids kind of do it, and then they fade out, and then you know, like it's kind of a it's a Disney cycle where as people fade out, you get the people who grew up on it showing it to a new generation, yeah. who gets hooked on it, and they yeah. Because I mean, it's been going on for twenty five years now. It's about like, yeah, it's about the same age as I am. <laughs> So I, I was lucky. I got it. I I remember like back when in the, the golden age of it, like through seasons like five to eight, when it was really good, consistently week after week. And then it just after that, it, it was never quite the same for me. And I didn't really like the movie that much. <laughs> but, 
Like it, yeah. it was fine, but yeah. <laughs> I guess getting back to Arrow. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's not a Simpsons podcast. It's Arrow and Shield. Yeah. Yeah, I guess because I mean the two big bads of this season were both Teen Titans with Deathstroke and but Brother Blood. Uh, we had appearances from Simon Grandi. Um, we mentioned that Birds. I mean Huntress is more of a Batman character as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know so. We had the appearance of Jack Canary this season, which is kind of cool. Um, not the greatest actress. I don't know why they can't find great actresses for this show. Oh, it's a CW, so they've got to look... Firstly, they've got to look hot. Secondly, they need to be able to act. Black Canary's costume. Woo! Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like you can look hot and... I mean, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, Felicity is extremely hot, and she's a great actress on the show. Um, I I have Myra on this show. Yeah, I think I think I think part of it is because they actually get stuff to work with, where like Jack Canary, she's either aggressive and beating people up or trying to act, and she's terrible in that second role. And it's the same thing with Huntress, where she can't act angry, and that's the only state she ever existed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think that she's that bad. Which one? I, I don't think Sarah, that just playing Sarah, is that bad. Oh, no, in the grand scheme, in the, in the grand scheme of things, it, is she has, um, say, Paul Blackthorn as Detective Lance or Moira? No, there are worse. There's Thea. There's what's her name? What's his name? Um, Speedy. What's why is his Thea? name? Thea. Roy. Roy. Because I I like Roy. To a degree, but, but then, not, uh, but then, in the second half of the series, it just it felt like they didn't know what they wanted to do with him and how I, they wanted to use him. I th- I thought I thought his his arc was interesting in that it kind of paralleled. It was our way of seeing what happens to somebody on Maracu and how they need to develop. Instead of like, maybe it was just Shade who went crazy, but it was the same thing that this makes. Eventually, it does drive you mad, and it seems like the thing that really drives you mad on Maracu is a woman. Because, <laughs> because once that happened, I guess the same thing with Shade is talking to his dead ex. Like, they weren't even dating. Right, he was in a relationship. He kissed yeah. one time and he caught feelings. He's like that really weird kid. Everyone knows that the girl paid him attention once and then they thought they were destined to be together. Yeah. Which is really strange since she was banging eye of her. But whatever. Exactly. He's, he's pretty much across the room from it happening, and uh, but then he's like, "Oh no, she's with me." Blah de blah de blah. And somebody pointed this out, and I think it's kind of funny. Is that so far the two big bads of Arrow are Marion the Black Archer and now Shade Deathstroke? Is that they're both driven by the loss of their ex? Uh, because he lost his wife, and that's why he created the Doomsday Machine, and he lost her on the island, which is why he's obsessed with destroying Iover and starting City. Well, what's the case? it's a good thing that what's the name didn't die then, because he'd probably get blamed Nissa as a big bad if Sarah died blaming Oliver. <laughs> like yeah, the League of Assassins would be interesting for next season, but I don't think they're going to get Roz and... Talia and those other people people actually care about from that group. But again, I think another great use of because nobody cares about Nessa, nobody knows the other daughter. Um, but is, she, there another, isn't there like another child? Isn't there a dude? 
there's a ton of children. I mean, he's been around for hundreds of years. Yeah, true that. But yeah, he had I didn't, a... I didn't even know he had more than one kid. I thought he just had Talia. Yeah, because everybody cares about Talia because she has the best Robin as a son. So... But, <laughs> and she was also that, in that movie, kind of, half. I was yeah, also okay, say, for five minutes. Then, I was also going to say because... She, I was also going to say because she actually dates Batman, which is the real reason she sticks around. But, um, yes, because she has the best Robin as a son and because she's kind of in that movie. But, yes, also because she tends to be the one that has the second best relationship with Batman outside of Catwoman. Oh, God. Well, as far as as relationships can go with Batman, um, like raping him and stuff. No, that retcon didn't happen anymore. No, it happened in, uh, in no, uh, no, yeah, in the in some of the Batman movie it happened, but in <laughs> New Fifty Two it doesn't happen. And I remember someone getting really angry with me on Tumblr because I said it happened. She drugged him and had sex with him. He did not consent. That is yeah, rape. That is rape. There is no the only thing that's really weird is that son of Batman. He seems to be okay with being raped. Yeah, he's, not, he's, he's never. He doesn't want to seem angry that he's got a child with Talia without any permission. So she not only did, he never seems angry that she hid it from him for all these years. Like, okay. He's too he's really accepting of that it happens and does he even do in the film does he actually test it? That he's so he just accepts sticky though. He's just like, oh oh Talia said okay. Yeah, that son oh we won't get into Son of Batman too much, but it's really strange with the like he's fine with her raping him and he just takes a word that's his son. So whatever. And he's just, I mean I guess it makes no difference to Al Goose already know where he is. And he's like, Oh, I'll show you my secret cave and all this other stuff. Um But yes, back to Arrow. <laughs> I mean I really don't know what to say about Arrow. I honestly think it's a great show. I don't want to spoil too much. There isn't a ton bad with this show. Like there are, I think there are episodes that are weaker than other ones, but for the most part, I think. <coughs> it, I, I, I was disappointed in Birds of Prey more with the name than anything. I think, uh, because uh, oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, because I expected more of a team up than I than we got. One thing that really, really annoyed me is it happened in the Suicide Squad episode, which I really enjoyed. One of my favorite ones of the series. And it mainly comes from the way they advertised it. They decided to advertise Harley Bloody Quinn, who I don't care about as it is. I don't care about Harley Quinn. Right? But then, they advertised her to make people think she was in it a hell of a lot more than she was. They tried to play up a big... They tried to play up... I know it's advertising, but they tried to play up that she was in it for more than half a second where you don't even see her and it's Tara Strong voicing her. I, do, I, I feel like, I, I mean, maybe maybe you got different ads over there, but they didn't say, like, it was like a really quick thing that happened in the trailer and, that you had to, like, rewind and see, because it's just, like, the back of her head, and that's it. Like, that's all you got in what, in the advertisements we had here. But, yeah, it was it was a nice cameo, and I was happy that it was only a cameo, because you can't do Harley Quinn um, more than no. that. With you the, need the Joker. You can't yeah. have Harley That's what I don't get as well. Why is there a character that can't exist without Batman? Who you've, who you've to this point, granted, when, Man is, when Bat, Batman Superman come out, they could eventually go, oh, this happened, and then there you go. There's your Man of Steel happened, whatever. But how do you have a character who you've basically pretty sure you don't want to use Batman himself? 
You don't even mention Batman exists. How can a character that requires him, his, it requires Batman's arch nemesis to exist, and that she doesn't exist? Well, I mean, I, I, I feel like, and I, this is going to sound like a double standard because I just criticized Shale for doing this. I feel like in this case, it was just kind of a nice kind of nod. I, it can kind of, you can kind of assume that Batman and Joker exist in this universe, but at the same time, it's like we don't have to show them. Because we didn't show Hardy. It's not like we have to explain who she is and what she does. This is just a nice cameo for people who know comic books and know the voice actress. Because um, other than that, it's not like, you know, they don't yeah, have a close of her. Yeah, well, it's, like, I don't think a lot of people knew it, it wasn't the one from the animated series. I don't no, think a lot of people could tell the difference. Because all he said, what she say? Five words, if that. I yeah. know it was. I only knew that it was the one from the Arkham games because I locked it up. And a lot oh, yeah. of people didn't know it was which one it was. They just assumed, oh, it's the one from the animated series or whatever. They all pretty much sound the same because they all try to mimic the first voice actress. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because that is Harley Quinn. So they all kind of sound the same. But I didn't even know that the first voice actress retired from the role because uh, I know in Ar- I saw it on Arkham they're getting the one from the Batman to do the voice in that film. And that was kind of, I was like, why didn't they just get the original and she apparently retired from the role? Which makes sense, I guess. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched it, I really do recommend Arrow. I don't, I mean, I guess some people say if you want to get it, if you really want to get into it, start with episode 11 or so. I think that's the episode that has the Royal Flush Gang or something like that. No, that Royal Flush is earlier than that. Is it? I feel like it is. Well, again, I have a tendency to be wrong about episode uh, I, numbers. Uh, I, I don't know. I just know that's around the time. It's just because around like, when Vertigo shows up and stuff like that. Yeah. Because yeah, the first few is just kind of establishing eye for any kind also, of... Yeah, because they get rid of the vo- him narrating everything pretty yeah. early on as well, which is a blessing. And you also kind of avoid the uh, Huntress episodes that we yeah. have. <laughs> the first two-parter. Yeah. I don't mind Huntress, but she isn't the greatest actress in the world. Um, and she's so... It's so it's a, it's one of those times where the show is really hard on what it's trying to say. Because I was like, you can't go around killing people, but you do. And it's like, yeah, you're right. But I killed him for justice. Yeah. Um, serial killer m- logic. Yeah, and that's a big part of the. I think the it's the first part of season. The season one is all about him killing people. I guess season two would be about him becoming a hero and dealing with those consequences. This is basically the end of Man of Steel extended for him. <laughs> they even have well, a Man. Interesting. Still, yeah, they even have a Man of Steel moment at the end of season two, <laughs> where they say it's like this is all you're going to end one way. You're going to have to kill me or I'll kill you. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is the same exact thing Zod said. And I was like, so my, they're going to be so pissed and Oliver finds a way not to kill him, aren't they? And yeah. he, he does. Even though the end of the season is so messed up because as far as I know, how is he going to be fed? No, 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 no yeah. Don't worry, man. I'm sure they've got a magical box that teleports through them. <laughs> something they got a boom tube just to boom some food to him. It reminds me of something I was reading the other day about Batman. Apparently, well, you know, Batman's kind. Batman doesn't kill, but there are times when people try to get around it. 
And there was like a story, I guess, in the 80s where he has KGB, KG beast in the sewers with no food to starve. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like in the Batman Begins where it's just the same crap with, I don't have to save you, rubbish. I, I won't kill you, but that doesn't mean I have to yeah. save you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, Batman, but, but I'm sure that the amount of bones Batman has broken has led to people's die, deaths. But technically, as long as he didn't kill them, if their injuries sustained were I threatened, that's not his By fault. By him. <laughs> that's not his fault. They, I, he, I, it is his fault. He's the one that inflicted the damage. It, it, remind, it reminds me of the Arkham games because they always go with those bone breaking sounds and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, you might as well just kill them because exactly. they aren't, like, aren't going to walk and they aren't going to move their arms anymore. But as long as you didn't kill them. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing with, um, I don't know if they still do that, but I remember old Spider-Man games since he couldn't kill. Like, if you ever toss somebody off of a building, they, if you ever look down, they would always show them kind of webbed up on a building side. Without you webbing them around. Yeah, because he couldn't kill them. So they had to find some way to justify it. You can toss them off the roof, but he can't do that without what killing them. It's called the 90 show where he, he, he only threw punches, like, three times or something like that. He, he threw more punches than that, I think. Although it probably depended on who he was fighting. Like, if he was fighting someone super-powered, then he could hit him more. Whereas if it was just a fog, then... Well, granted, they are were recycling like five scenes over and over again. So. Yeah, it couldn't really. It's the same thing if you ever watch the old X. Like you couldn't really punch and kick, so you see a lot of people who do shoulder tackles often. Yeah, because Wolverine has giant blades sticking out of his hand. He cuts, but all of, but he's always what blocking something or something like that, or he just punches them instead. Yeah, it's it's weird. We should. I one day you folks should. Have an episode on that because I mean it's the comic code, but that was also the thing in the com in cartoons in the early nineties. Like you couldn't use actual bullets, which is why everybody had laser guns. <laughs> yeah, technology has its time, <laughs> and I don't get why laser guns are less scary than actual guns. <laughs> you can survive <laughs> a bullet. I know. I don't think you can survive a laser, but I could be yeah. wrong. Um, just say, oh, if it's set to stone, you'll survive. Yeah. No, they never set to stone. It doesn't seem that when way. You see, when, you bullet, when you see bullet, when you see bullet, whether it's a rubber bullet or whatever, you think dead. At least if it's like a, tr a laser gun or whatever, you can use whatever garbage and say it's on stun. And not really have that much, that many complaints, I wouldn't think. Even though it does kind of look weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think we are going to wrap because Anthony needs to go and we have spent, like we said nothing about Arrow because we just want you to watch it. It's really that We've been, good. You have been talking about Arrow for about 40 minutes. But so we said nothing about, about it. <laughs> 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 there were tangents, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I would like to thank Anthony and uh, Kyle for giving me the opportunity to host this uh, episode of Comic Anvil, and as well as Eric, who does a great job on this show. Um, hopefully he's back and he can be in this chair with you folks talking comic books, and who knows, by the time the next episode comes out, Forever Evil might finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Cross our fingers. <laughs> yeah, DC suck. <laughs> this has been the Comic Anvil episode 46, I think. <laughs>